Hey, what up, Pat? Uh, a lot. Yeah, no kidding. It's been a while. I know. Sorry. That's okay. It happens. Family you know, obligations, is... personal obligations. Well, and it's the summer. I think in the summer we just always have a harder time coordinating all of our schedules together. Uh, oh, yeah, pretty... because I have sports and stuff like that. Yeah, and I've got sports and stuff like that. So we just uh, we do yeah, that. How's volleyball going? Uh, and I'm playing in, I won my first three leagues. Now I'm just in one more league that I'm playing in, uh, to wrap up the year. There's a separate, you know, the first one ended, so now it's one more, but, uh, we'll see. So far, I'm best ever, so they're just figuring out how to pay tribute to me correctly. Oh, it's just you. It has nothing to do with your teammates. No. You know what? Actually, I always say that a lot of, a lot of sports claim to be like the ultimate team sport, but I really think volleyball is like I mean especially doubles volleyball you literally cannot do anything by yourself you could go on like a serving run but other than that if your teammate I don't care if you're an Olympic player if you have a teammate that's the worst ever you literally cannot do anything like uh you know that's not the case in basketball you could have you know LeBron James playing with like four high school kids and they could beat probably some college teams or something you know that's it's possible because he could just score maybe every time uh you know, but that's an exaggeration. But you know, you couldn't do that same thing in volleyball just because you would just keep serving the person that was bad. You would keep, you know, every you have to pass it. Base you have to touch it basically three times before you hit it over. So if you have the person doubles has to touch it every time the other person. So anyway, what I'm saying is, yeah, no, it's the the partnership is a huge thing. You're a spiker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat, what is uh, what's some of the big things that have been going on since we last talked? Uh, my sister got married. Yes. I talked about how the Polish vodka was my kryptonite, right? Yes, you did. Yeah. So the long and short of it is I fell asleep at the reception with 30 minutes left standing up. With 30 minutes? You were standing up when you fell asleep? Yep. Oh, God. You're... <laughs> oh, God. I have never done that. And you didn't fall over or what happened? Were you leaning against something? I... I have no recollection of this. I was just told that I was standing up and I started snoring. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god! And it what... was it was ridiculous because everybody took me home and it was like just put me in a chair. There's like thirty minutes left. Okay, so at least it was towards the end. Uh, well, like... this wedding went till two o'clock in the morning, and I had been drinking since like I don't know eleven a.m. Oh my god! Yeah. Long day. Yeah. 
Yeah. But um, that was probably one of the funnest wedding celebrations that I've ever been a part of. Not just because of the booze, but um, just like we got like, or I shouldn't say we, they got the biggest party bus I've ever seen like in my entire life. Like this thing showed up. So I spent the night with my brother-in-law and my other brother-in-law and the best man. Yeah. And one brother-in-law was not going to drink because he had a baby expected. And so me, does he know that you just, it's just the female that's pregnant. That's not supposed to drink. Right. Does he know that rule? No, but he just didn't want to drink in case anything happened. Okay. In case he had a nurse or something like that. um, Me, the best man and my Polish brother-in-law, the night before, put down three bottles of that regular, like, Polish stuff. And so we woke up in pretty bad shape. Yeah. So this bus shows up after I somehow get dressed. And I asked him, I'm like, are we going to St. Louis? Because this thing looked like a greyhound. Yes. Like, it was gigantic. I got pretty turned up at a wedding in St. Louis. So that was a ton of fun, being on the bus with people, you know, going back and forth between, you know, like... Uh, the pre-celebration to the actual wedding to the pictures to the yes reception that was a ton of fun and then the reception it was just like everybody just kept feeding me shots i was like Ugh. like i was trying to be responsible i was drinking water at dinner but it just it catches up to you at some point yeah no it exactly you just can't your body just can't handle that long of a of a scenario especially when like a wedding, you have to actually be standing up. You have to be sometimes dancing, you know, things like that. You've got the full day. If you're one thing, if you're like sitting on a plane or something, but if you are the whole day are moving around and have to do things, you just can't sustain that for that long. Okay. Here's one thing I want to cancel. Yeah. Why do you have to like do some stupid stunt when you get introduced at a wedding reception and the bridal party? Yeah. So I don't, I don't disagree with you. Can I tell you? Cause I've, Obviously, I'm planning a wedding myself, and I had been talking about this with my fiance about what to do with that scenario because, agreed, Pat, there's always an awkward, like, the people have to plan. Usually, you're planning with somebody you don't even know, and then you're supposed to plan something that's kind of clever or something that's not totally stupid to go out there. So, our plan was just to have each person, the the guy from the guy's side and the girl's side, just go up, take a shot, and then walk in. I like that. You know, um, the first wedding I was in in June, I was in three weddings this summer. The first wedding I was in, they said specifically the night before, no stunts. Yeah. We're going to introduce each person. So I got introduced, and then, like, I I walked down the stairs, and then the uh, bridesmaid I was walking with got introduced, and we just walked, and it was awesome. Like, it was perfect. Everybody still clapped the same. Yes. Didn't have to, you know, risk my life jumping over somebody. Yes. Throwing something across the room. Yes. I just, that's one thing I never understood. So I, um, like I mentioned before, I was standing up with two bridesmaids. So we had a group text about what we were going to do probably two weeks before the wedding. Oh my and God. we ended up planning what we were going to do like two minutes before what we had to do. Of course. And it just, yeah, it, it, I don't think it looked bad, but it, it was just, like on my mind the entire time. Like, I would what agree. Are we doing? Yeah. If somebody is thinking about what they're going to do the whole time, it's probably not going to be, nobody's going to be like, Oh my God, look at that. That's impressive. Like right. it's, 
I don't I don't really get it much either. I agree, Pat. It's it should be a uniform thing or just nothing at all, just walk in. Yes. Okay, good. We're on the same page. I'm glad we uh officially canceled that. I was uh I was thinking about worst wedding ideas or wedding ideas that I would do that um would mean that I wouldn't end up getting married and one of them was this is for any of the cloud chasers out there, but if somebody was, if the, as the bride is going down the aisle, if everybody along that aisle has vape pens and blows clouds of smoke, uh, and then, so then like the bride is walking through a cloud of smoke as she goes down the aisle. <laughs> Interesting idea. Yeah. Who are the guys we had on the show that were like vape experts? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hamboy, Chubstep Randy. He, uh, we'll to ask him that idea next time he's on. Yeah, because that smoke only lasts so long. I would agree. You'd have to really be continuously uh, blowing it. And also you'd have to hope you're in a spot that doesn't isn't well ventilated and kind of has lower roofs because, you know, if you have a place that's very open, it's just going to go away right away. So I agree, Pat. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So there was that. And then I had a nephew, which um, I'm new to. It was my first. Um, and nephew was born. Nephew was born. It's a very cute kid. Name's Frankie. I don't know. All I could say is I'm really happy about it. Um, I've been going back and forth between my apartment and home just to see if I can do anything. So um, that's all I really have to say about that right now. Yeah, just if you can contribute in any way, do any of the nursing, any of that sort of thing. He's just like he's a newborn, you know. He's yeah. Like you don't know his personality quite yet. I mean, you could kind of like sense some things about him, but. Um, it's too early to tell. Yeah. Uh, but the funny thing was that um, uh, my brother-in-law is a huge Cubs fan, like season ticket holder. And we had one aunt come over while him and my sister were away, and they put like a White Sox onesie on him and yes. took a picture, sent it to him, and he just said, blasphemy. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah, and it so is. That was funny. It is fun. Uh, you can start shaping them whatever way you want right now. I know absolutely nothing about parenting, but I uh, I know how to improperly shape kids. <laughs> how do I reach these kids? Uh, Pat, here's something I've seen pop up more recently, and I think maybe it's always been a thing, but I'm noticing it more now. There's a lot more burner accounts on Twitter, or at least I'm noticing this with people that I know creating burner accounts and things like that uh, on Twitter, and I think it's because... There, you used to be able to express yourself however you wanted, uh, you know, on social media. And then somebody would get a job or something like that. And then they'd find it like, oh, here's something you posted five years ago, right? And you'd get in trouble with that. But I don't think people's desire to want to say whatever they want has gone away. So I think that has created the the burner accounts. And I think that's, I had never really thought of them something as that. I guess I always knew kind of the concept, but I think as more and more stuff from the past gets dug up and more and more things become unacceptable to say in society, people are creating more and more burner accounts. What are your thoughts on that? So you're saying like they don't put a picture of themselves and they have like a like a similar name, but not an exact name. Maybe not even similar at all. Maybe just a completely fake name. Hmm. Um, 
think if you really want change in this world, you need to make it happen rather than talk about it on the internet. So you're saying they should just not create a burner, just do it on their own, and then just, if enough people do that. I Well, I have never been, like, I mean, I can't really think of a time where I spoke out on some, you know, there's three things you don't talk about. It's money, politics, and religion, okay? There's three things, those three things I can't remember ever posting about, ever. Yeah. And... I remember, well, there's like Facebook memories. So I think like years ago, every time it would pop up and I'd see something stupid, I would say I would just like delete it. Yes. So if you need to make a burner account, that's like, like, what are you doing? (laughs) How many followers do you have? No, these are ones with like 10 followers. It's just more, I don't even know if it's like a a political thing, more just like a, I just want to say whatever the hell I want. Uh, type of thing. It's the vibes I'm getting from this. Like, uh, let's not piss off the animal community. Fuck squirrels. Yeah, They're everywhere. Exactly. Goddamn yeah. birds wake me up every morning. Fuck them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Think. You I mean though? Yeah. Animal directed, but everything directed. Yeah. I hear you, Pat. I hear you. I. Uh, <clears throat> I've been. Um, traveling a decent amount recently just it has to do with a series of random things that have just popped up but you were in minnesota yeah i was in minnesota uh this past weekend and it made me think of some bad travel experiences that i've had recently it was actually last time i was in minnesota was fourth of july and we were we booked like the cheapest flight that we could get there which is company called sun country which is uh basically like not full Spirit Airlines, but it's almost like Spirit Airlines for flights to Minnesota. It's a Minnesota-based company. I would say it's definitely not that bad, but it's it's close. And we uh, we got a text early in the morning, like, "Hey," uh, from from a family member that was in Minnesota that said, "Hey, uh, Sun Country's system is down. They're saying there's a lot of delays." But we're like, "Ah, oh, we'll see." We look online. Sun Country says, "Hey, the flight's fine." So. We go to the airport and we get to the airport. Everything says on time, all the stuff. We get in, you know, a couple minutes before the boarding starts and there's nobody standing at the gate. But there's a ton of, there's a ton of people waiting, but there's just no person from, you know, the airport standing at the gate. And we're like, what's going on? So then we're just sitting waiting. 30 minutes pass. Like we should have left by now. And then somebody shows up at the gate is like, Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The entire system's down. So I know online it says your flight is fine, but it hasn't even left Minnesota. Your flight is your plane is in Minneapolis right now and is coming to Chicago, and it has to get here first, and then you can get on it and take off. So it's going to be like two hours because they still had to load that up and they had to do all that kind of stuff. So we had to sit, you know, waiting for another two hours after the thing. So. That happens. And then we're like, hey, we'll get a bag of, of Garrett's popcorn. What's well, a very Chicago thing, right? Garrett's popcorn to get at the airport. You can just bring it as yep. a gift when you're there. We stuck a, uh, <clears throat> we had the popcorn to bring for the person picking us up and, and hosting us. And we put a, they gave us a bunch of water bottles like on the plane. And we stuck one like in the, in the bag of the Garrett's popcorn. 
And then right when we land, we kind of realized that the water bottle had exploded in the Garrett's popcorn bag. And so now oh, we have no. soggy popcorn. We were so we were gonna show up. The person waited to pick us up for uh like, you know, an extra two hours, two and a half hours, because the flight got delayed. Still picked us up and we were trying to arrive with a gift and it's soggy caramel and cheddar popcorn. The bad flight experience. It was a bad I've had flight experience. A couple experience. of those this year. Have I talked about those? No. No. Uh really quick, well, I had one flight get delayed, kind of like you're saying, yeah. but um, take off at 9 o'clock in the morning, and it didn't take off until 2 p.m., and it wasn't even due to weather or anything. It was like something like you're saying. Like yeah. The plane Corporate just didn't bullshit. on time. That's unreal. Yeah. Hi, Paul. <laughs> I'm um, back, baby. And then I would say the other thing was is I tried to bring a bottle of hot sauce back with me oh, one yeah. time, and they told me I couldn't, and I had to throw it out. Yeah, said so the the ounce they only allow a certain number of ounces on the plane. Yeah, this bullshit. You can't buy it here. I know. <laughs> yeah, that is annoying. That is very. I've been in similar situation. What if you lick it in front of the TSA agent? That's your just down the bottle? That'd be a power move, just to down the bottle while you're you waiting know, in line. Hey, the funny thing is is I offered the TSA agent a bottle of hot sauce, and he said, no, you got to throw it out, bro. So I threw yeah. it in the garbage. I'm like, wow, what a waste of, like, $12. Yeah. You should have said, I'm not your bro. Bro. Guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I So I had one other bad flying experience here, and this was when I was flying to uh, Hilton Head, like, two weeks ago. The... Uh, so I had to get my license renewed when I turned 30. Like everybody's expires when they turn 30. So I they got rid of my old license and they gave me a paper one. And I show up to the airport. All I have is a paper license. And I show up to the airport and I had TSA pre-check, which means usually you can just go through and you don't even have to like take off your shoes. You can keep your laptop in your bag. You go through. It's like a shorter line. And then I show up in that line with my paper ID, which is all I had. And then they're like, oh, no, that's not a real ID. I'm like, this is literally all I have. Like, this is what the DMV gave me. You know, what am I supposed to do? So, and I even had, like, my FOID card, which is, uh, you know, like a firearm owner ID card, which has more of a background check than a driver's license. And uh, they were not accepting that either. So I had to go through, like, the regular line, like a poor. And then... I had to not only just go through the line, but then they had to like individually check literally every item in my bag. So they had me go through the metal detector and all that stuff. And then they opened every item in my bag, wiped it down, stuck it through some little, you know, I think they're checking for explosive contaminants or whatever on it. And uh, so it, I mean, you kind of look creepy sometimes. That is true. I don't, I don't deny that, but it's it just knowing that it's annoying that what the state gives you as a temporary temporary ID is all of a sudden ruled not an ID by another travel agency that's in the country. And I don't really understand. There's no connection there. Just, you know. Well, just stop bringing bombs on the plane, Jared. That would probably you help. You won't get searched so much. That would the probably help. The last six times you went on a plane, you had a bomb. Paul, you're going to get us kicked off Chubstep. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to land. Like, look, gonna have to shut down the pod. in charge now. He's a softy. Yeah. All right, uh, Steed. Now that you're on, yeah, I did want to. I wanted to bring up this milk thing real quick. 
Oh my God! Here we go, Jared. Nobody's so, drinking milk. I wanted to talk about the first time I was discriminated uh, with drinking milk, and it was in middle school, late middle school, like eighth grade. And everybody had there was one big food line. Everybody bought food, right? You'd buy they'd buy their lunch, and I would uh, I in would bring my grade, lunch. You bought your lunch with what your allowance? I'm. Pat, His parents loaded a card for him, and then listen, he used that card to get lunch. Pat, you didn't buy lunch at school sometimes? No. Okay, well, Not I would until, say... until, like, high school. Yeah, middle With school and high school, money? the same... They were the similar situations. Paul, would you say majority of the people in our high school and middle school bought lunch? I didn't. Okay. I'm just saying middle school. Like, what <laughs> no, money I mean, do you have? I would. I, here's... Like, from your birthday card? The parents would give money to the kids to to buy lunch. The point is, I wasn't even buying lunch. There was a long line of people buying lunch, and what I would do is just buy milk. I would bring my lunch and just buy milk. And I didn't want to wait in the line every day, this huge line of people that paid for lunch. I just wanted to buy milk, so I would skip the big line that I wasn't waiting in and go to where they checked out, pay for my milk, and one sort of thing. So I would pay for my milk one time, I got sent to like the dean's office or what are the principal's office because I was cutting the line because I was just buying milk and I didn't want to wait for through the, you know, like cafeteria style Everybody thing. getting food. They got to get the scoops. Yeah. Like I, they wanted me to wait in the scoops line, even though it's just buying milk. So I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just skipping this and just buying milk and, you know, paying for it. Anyway, that was the first time I was discriminated uh, for drinking milk. And so I just want to say it's been an ongoing thing. And Steve, what I've been doing recently, I'm going past milk. I'm going to heavy cream. And sometimes if I want Jay, something... this is shocking. I I can relate. Sometimes if I want something sweet, like if I just ate something salty or whatever, I'm like, I don't want to eat a candy. I'll just take a swig of heavy cream. That's what I've escalated to now. Wait, what? <laughs> That's what my life has That's turned into. Not bad. Into. <laughs> Jay, that is... um. That's for one. That's scary. That scares me. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, two, I I used heavy cream in uh, my world famous lamb recipe, which I'm sure you've heard about. Bobby Flay was talking about it. Um, Guy Fieri was talking about it. Yeah. But I left some heavy whipping cream at uh, somebody's apartment and they used it whoa the most shocking thing in the world to me because i thought heavy whipping cream was the most useless junk in the world yeah it's like who wants who wants heavy ass milk (laughs) thicker milk (laughs) yeah give me more d or whatever two percent whole milk oh i'm not i'm not ready for i'm not done i'm not done thickening that bitch up boy I'm fill it. I boil it, reduce it, and then add more Jared, milk. After a couple of gas station trips, I can't drink any other milk other than whole milk right now. <laughs> and like, if I have any sweets like chocolate <laughs> or like ice cream or something, yeah. I have to have a glass of whole milk with it. There you go. Or it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Paul, you're um, you're outnumbered now. It doesn't make any sense that you got to drink milk with your chocolate. <laughs> okay, yeah, just eat chocolate and have the chocolate like sit in your mouth. Yes, that sounds great. Yeah, 
It is great. You get the extended chocolate flavor. No. If you want chocolate and milk, you drink chocolate milk. That's the only Guess what's made milk. with chocolate? Milk, dumbass. Wait, what? Yeah, milk <laughs> chocolate, Paul. You had like a Hershey bar. There's part partial like milk ingredient in there. Yeah, and that's enough. That's all you need. <laughs> Not enough. They add the appropriate amount of milk to We're the chocolate go, hey, ratio. Hashtag, it's not enough. It's not enough. What is that hashtag? Is that attacking me? I'm just saying, hashtag, it's not enough. Is Twitter enough attacking milk. me again? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Damn. Yes. Well, thank you for defending me there, Pat. I appreciate that. I know, it's rare. Yes, it is <laughs> rare. It is rare. Um, was there something else you guys wanted to get to? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Detroit, Michigan right now. Detroit tough, baby. Dirty D. I'm going to go to Eminem's home. Eight Mile Road. There's signs that say Eight Mile. I don't know which house this is, but I'm pretty sure I'll be able to figure it out. Yeah. It'll be the nicest one on the block. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's rich. Sure, he's living on Eight Mile still. I'm going to go there, and I'm going to just start rapping. Yep. Okay. Uh, here, this is just a preview. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, all right. Give it, yeah, girl. And then bam. <laughs> and then you hit him with that the verse. probably the worst freestyle rap of all time. Somebody, somebody is outside my hotel room door. <laughs> it's Eminem's friends. It's Eminem's friends. Oh, God. They heard you that fast? They- they don't. They don't like the rap. <laughs> no. Oh no. They're, sorry. They're getting ice cream. They're getting ice cream. Okay. Good. They're getting ice cream. That's good. <laughs> That's good. That's great. That's the Detroit I know. Um. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Anyways, I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna launch my career. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure he definitely lives there. I'm sure he definitely doesn't have people that try to rap at him all the time. I think. My thought would be that even though that's, you know, in a sense how he started, I bet he doesn't really do that anymore because it's kind of a lose-lose thing, right? I mean... A rap battle? Yeah. I mean, you know, first of all, it's very, you know... Well, he does the attack rap songs like against MGK, probably his most recent one. He did those ones where he attacked Mariah Carey, but... No rep battles. Yeah, I, just like the random ones where it's just like somebody's opinion on who won. Like all that would happen is he would go and some guy would have everything prepared, what he was going to say. Eminem wouldn't know this guy. And then somebody would be oh, filming yeah. it and some guy, then it'd be some video. Some guy owns Eminem, you know, in a rap battle. And then that video would go big. Like there'd be no point in him doing that. Yeah. Oh my God. So... <laughs> I'm in a hotel room and uh, it's not the best hotel and somebody's very loudly ordering ice cream in the room next to me they should get some milk with it yeah I I will go offer them heavy whipping cream it's <laughs> a good with idea an extra splash of soy milk baby yes good idea so they're ordering it so loud you can hear the ordering of ice cream through the walls Jared I could tell you the exact thing they, I could repeat word for word what they're saying. <laughs> oh my saying. god! Oh my this god! Is, this I don't know if you remember when there was um, two meth heads fighting outside yes. our hotel room. Yes, in Indianapolis. Yeah, 
this this is like right up <laughs> this hotel's right up there with that similar vibes to that one so there's a window we have a window right yeah like right next to our door the window is looking into a hallway okay <laughs> yeah oh you're saying and, oh like instead of a window going outside it's just looking back it's into interior. the hallway <laughs> like it's an interior hallway <laughs> and they just threw a window <laughs> doesn't make sense. Makes sense. You got to get all that light in from the hallway. The hallway yeah, light. Yeah, the hallway light. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. God. Sounds um, like a great yeah, time. It's fun. If And here's the funnest part. Our door lock is broken. <laughs> <laughs> like off completely. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, you're um, set. You'll be fine. This might be my last chub step, guys. So I'm sorry. That's all right. Signing Bubble. off. Appreciate it, Steve. What's a vacation without a few roadside attractions? Well, you're about I, to find not, out nothing. in this Billy Bob Thornton movie review. Hello, I'm Billy Bob Thornton. And do me a favor, once we start, let me get three sentences out before you ask me another inane goddamn question. Well, they don't make sense because uh, what's well, like this, you can say three but not four. It's funny because we have rules in network television. I can barely keep my ass in the seat. I want to run up on the stage and like mess the guy's hair up and turn the furniture over and you know, stuff like that. I'm obviously not an albino, so. I, yeah, I have a I have a phobia about antiques, certain kinds, anything before night, uh, anything before 1950 or so. Okay, shut the f- up. I'll do it. Yeah, that's what we did. We we took a, the guy who was six five and shrunk him down for the. Maybe. Wow. Yeah. Only in Hollywood. Anyway, no, I'm not an albino. God oh. damn it. I mean, seriously. What is a dwarf? Of course he's that short. That's... What kind of question is that? Am I on acid? <laughs> That's the tagline for this uh, 2002's Waking Up in Reno. <laughs> <laughs> Reno, there are four close friends, some closer than others. Uh, based on that, what do you guys think this movie is about? Uh, two guys that are banging each other and the other two guys on a trip don't know. Okay, it's, it's a picture of two guys and two girls on the cover. Uh, oh, okay, so guy and girl banging each other, other guy and girl don't know. Swingers. Oh. So Paul is almost spot on with this uh, explanation of this movie. <laughs> Just based on that, nothing. So here's who it's starring. It's kind of a big, actually a big cast here, I'd say. 2002, especially a big cast. Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Patrick Swayze. Those are the two guys starring in it. I love Patrick oh, Swayze. Love Swayze. Steve. Steve loves Roadhouse. Am I correct on that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I and do. Then the, and then playing and ghost. Billy and Bob Thornton's dancing. wife is Natasha Richardson. She was the one that was married to uh, Liam Neeson. She passed away in like the, the skiing accident. accident. And then uh, she was the mom in Parent Trap. Parent Trap. Thank you, Pat. Then uh, playing Patrick Swayze's life, wife is a young Charlize Theron. She is also I in this. I love Charlize. Yeah. Then uh, a couple of lower key roles in this. Uh, David Koechner, who plays Todd Packer in The Office, he is the bellhop in this movie. And then Penelope Cruz plays the, a role of a sex worker uh, in Reno. Uh, I love Penelope Cruz. Yeah. Yeah, this has got to be a top tier movie. So here's what the uh, this it's a pretty top top tier cast, right? 
Yeah. So the concept is there's these uh, this couple from Texas, the, these two groups of people from Texas. They're like, they're basically good friends. The guys are good friends. The girls are good friends together. In the beginning, Billy Bob Thornton, he is a like a sleazy car salesman. And he is sleeping with his best friend's wife, Charlize Theron. And they're sleeping together. And then they go on this trip together as couples. So the couples go on this trip to Reno, Nevada. That's like their big, you know, they've never seen a city so big. The biggest little city in the world, they call it, right? So they drive this uh, brand new... Uh, it looks like a Chevy, like a Suburban. My One of my big issues with it was it was like 2002 and they were talking about how much they loved this brand new Chevy Suburban that was tricked out. And then I like, like, this doesn't look right. And sure enough, this was like a 1999 model of a Chevy Suburban. Oh, come on. Like it didn't even come look, on. it didn't even look nice, you know, and I was Bottom not buying tier. it. Bottom tier movie. So I was, I was pretty upset about that. But they, yeah, they get to, you know, they get to... Reno, and then basically what Steed said is basically the concept of the whole movie there. And here's what I'll say about it. Uh, it is good acting and stuff. I think actually Charlize does a very different role that I've ever seen her do. She's playing like a Southern, um, a girl from the South that like is never, you know, like is very like classic Texas, small town uh, actor, actress. Patrick Swayze is kind of playing this dumb kind of pushover guy. Billy Bob Thornton, classic like sleazeball role for him. Natasha Richardson, kind of like there, he's in this loveless kind of relationship with his wife. Anyway, the the movie is it's one of those movies where it's like okay, it's good acting, it's an okay storyline, but it's like what are they what are they trying to get at here? It's not funny. It's not really like there's a decent kind of thing that they do at the end to kind of do a little type of twist type thing, but it is, uh, it's not like there's nothing that's that grabbing about the movie. You know, it, it just kind of like, eh, why? Like, I don't know. I don't need this. It's definitely watchable because of the acting, but I would say just the overall storyline just could use, it could use more things going on. We need more drama. We need more things up and down with this movie. 2002. It's a middle tier movie for me, for me waking up in Reno, middle tier Billy Bob Thornton movie for me. Yeah, I mean, it's that's too bad. For me, Swayze's always top tier, but he's not kicking people in this movie, so it's probably not as good. <laughs> oh my god! Is that you, Pat? Well, you said it was middle tier, so <laughs> <laughs> that would be bottom tier. That'd be bottom tier. This this is watchable movie. It's just kind of like I don't, you know, it's just kind of like, eh, it's all right. It's not great. Swayze is fantastic. I think Swayze is underrated. Uh, he's very good. Charlize, again, very good actors and actresses in this movie. Um, it just, the, <coughs> the writing fell a little short for me. The storyline wasn't all there. Hi, this is Billy Bob Thornton. Welcome to my official website. And as Sage says, what's up? J- Jared, one thing I wanted to bring up to you is um, while I was home, I got stuck watching Friends which you know I love to do. Yes, um, you love your friends. I'm not sure if you did an episode of this. Maybe I wasn't on it, but Jeff Goldblum made an appearance. I have done that episode, yes. Ah, he did. Isn't he Damn like it, an I acting coach or something? Do I remember that right, Pat? What? Is he an acting coach? Do I remember that right? 
I really wasn't paying attention. I just noticed he was <laughs> okay. in it. Okay. He just saw Jeff Goldblum and then went back to his phone. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, this is chopped up material, but clearly I don't remember anything. Yeah. Well, I did a lot of Jeff Goldblum movies, so it's uh, hard to put them all straight. But if you ever want to know, you can go to the Chubstep website, chubstep.libson.com, and you can search for whatever thing you're looking for. So I searched for friends. If you type in friends, you'd see that we did it on episode. Uh... Oh my God, this is the one like without a name. Oh God. I don't. We had one episode where I forgot to put the number in there, but it's somewhere between uh, 126 and 27. <laughs> I remember there's one episode where I made a mistake when I uploaded. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. To put. It's uh, February 2nd, 2017, Pat. I, I can't believe you couldn't remember me <laughs> reviewing that. <laughs> I'm four, sorry for not remembering three. Four and a half years ago. ago. You don't remember that? <laughs> That's all right. I'll let it slide. But yes, I have talked about that. Cool. We consummated the marriage, and it went well. <laughs> so the cookie jar was taken care of well. Uh, I could get to some emails if you guys would like that. Okay. I got one uh, here from Chopper Lover. It says, uh, J-Rad Slander, Wait, Dearest Pat. Who is Chubber Lover? I'm sick of this. Dearest Pat, it was recently brought to the audience's attention that you believe J-Rad is not being himself and makes stupid jokes while hosting this podcast. Uh, you know this is a, pop, a comedy podcast, right? Uh, sincerely concerned, P.S., if it hasn't already been said, penis. <laughs> Did you write that yourself, Jared? I did not write that Are myself, you I lover? <laughs> That's That's a re- strong rebuttal to the episode we did without Jared. Yeah. That was like a 10-second bit. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like a rant. <laughs> oh, you want my honest opinion about Jared? He's like the nicest guy you'll ever meet. He's a great <laughs> friend. I love the guy, but when we're on the show, he's a fucking asshole, okay? That's just my opinion. Yeah. It's like, it's a work. That's all. To be fair, yeah. Pat, do I push some buttons that I maybe wouldn't normally push because I'm trying to, you know, give content for the show? Yeah, that happens sometimes. I'll admit that. Yeah. So what's the problem? (laughs) I guess, I guess, I guess the problem was Trapper Lover just was more surprised that you were, uh, yeah. Chubber Lover, yeah. aka J Red Z Three or whatever. It's it not me, by. but okay. <laughs> um, these other we're saving some of these emails for for actually next time because I got to do I got to pull I got to send you guys some videos that these are attached to ahead of time. So we'll do these next time. But people can email the show chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Sorry, sorry, chorizo tacos. Are you saying chorizo tacos? Don't play around because I am super hungry. I wanted to talk about scenes for movies that have stuck in your head. Maybe like the top one or three movies. When you think of an image that's stuck in your head from a movie uh, that you just can't get out, I'm gonna. T- I'll say I'll say mine first, so you get some examples. Oh, here. I can say mine first. Jeff. Okay, go for it. Okay, in Batman number with Christian Bale, I think it's number two. Batman number two. Jeff, or what's his name? Gordon? 
the commissioner. Yep. They're going they're going to try and find um Batman's girlfriend and Harvey Dent. They're like trapped in the barrel warehouses. And Commissioner Gordon's driving to get him and he's in his car and there's traffic and he just goes, Mount the curb. <laughs> <laughs> and then they drive the thing on the sidewalk. <laughs> he just <laughs> That's it. Mount the curb is what you remember? That. He that's... just goes, Mount the curb. <laughs> what okay. Why does that make you just because it sounds so weird? It's yeah, it's like such a weird it was just such a weird line and it's like nobody would ever say that and he just does it like so sincere. It's like mount the curb. Oh my god. That's okay, well that's interesting. That's I like it. Uh <laughs> I was uh one that really stuck to me, I think one of the first ones here is uh the girl in the ring when they flash to the blue girl in the closet. Oh. Why? Yeah. That's that one Ooh, always freaked pop- me out. That I had that Paul's image. Got popcorn ceilings. Yeah, Paul's got popcorns. Yeah, but that that one is one to me. Another one, uh, American History X, when they do the curb stomp. Ugh. Dude, you're killing me right now. I know. Like, I can't get these out of my head. Is this what you think about before you go to bed? These are things that I have thought about before I go to bed. I try to block them out most of the time. My last one is uh, Bone Tomahawk, which you probably haven't seen, Pat, but there's a scene in that. Everybody will know what I'm talking about, where a guy is upside down um, and basically gets split in half. But, That's, yeah. I I mean, I split people in half every yeah. every night. <laughs> yeah. Were there, Pat, was there an image you had in your mind? I wouldn't say all the time, but like as of recent, just with baseball season, I see a lot of baseball players like hot dog in it kind of sometimes. So I think of the movie Major League. Yes. Where Willie Mays Hayes makes like a a stupid catch. And then he comes back and the manager's like, nice catch, Hayes. Don't ever fucking do it again. Nice catch, Hayes. Don't ever fucking do it again. All right, let's go. Let's get it going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. Ty, they, that, that's... And for some reason when I'm driving, I think of the Blues Brothers where they drive through the mall. Yes. Running from the cops. Well, because it would be fun to do that if you weren't going to get in trouble for it. That would be so fun. It's like a compulsive thing. I'm just like, uh. Yes. Any other ones, Paul or Pep? Yeah, I have one more. Um, In Pirates of the Caribbean, don't know which one. Captain Jack Sparrow gets back on the Black Pearl. And Captain Barbosa's there too. And. Captain, yeah, Jack Sparrow's like, he says something like, do those sails. Like, put those sails up. And then Barbosa goes, belay that. And Jack Sparrow goes, belay that, belay that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jared, not movie related, but one thing I got into over the weekend when I was at home was um, they played a marathon of Chicago PD. That was uh, filmed by your old company, your in the same campus, right? Yeah, it was in the same campus. Yeah, I used to walk past those uh, the the sets for that all the time. I actually really liked that show a lot. So that might be a show that I watch from start to finish. Well, there you go. Well, I wish. Uh, yeah, now I don't really have much of a connection to that anymore, Pat. I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> kind of related to what we were talking about, though. 
Well, if anybody listening has some good scenes that they can't get out of their head, please email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. We will wrap up the show there. Uh, New episode next Thursday. Hang on, Zach has one. Zach has one. Oh, Zach, let's hear it. (laughs) Zach, it's too bad. You have to. Are you are you ready? No, I don't really have it. Just damn it, Zach. Wait. Okay. You good? Okay, joining the show is Chub Step Zach. He's been listening live. Oh shit. In the hotel room. <laughs> he was Zach the one ordering ice cream. Um, in Dodgeball, when they get the wrong costumes and the one guy's got the daddy necklace on. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that is a great scene. Yes, the wrong uniform shipped to them. Yeah, that's a great one. That actually reminds me of. So my mom was on the Oprah show once. Like she was on, she touched Oprah and shit. Yeah, yeah. Back when Oprah appropriately, yeah. And she she did a um, it was like a weight loss or like fitting in jeans. So they did her backstory, like she lost a ton of weight, and they had a picture when she was pregnant with one of us kids, and she was like eating. Where <laughs> she was like eating ice cream or something. Yeah. And it looked like Walt Goodman or White Goodman when he's in his fat suit, like eating buckets of chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and they put that picture of my mom on the Oprah show. Oh my God. It was, it was really funny. But she had to have given them their, that picture, right? So she kind of knew oh, that was did. coming. Yeah, she did. Okay. They like, they like faked a weight loss story for Oprah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oprah's a sham. That's all I'm saying. Oprah's a sham, yeah. And, okay, so, yeah, it's it's a little... But th- now you always have that image in your mind? Yeah, any anytime I see uh, dodgeball. <laughs> or think about somebody eating fried chicken. Yes, yes, <laughs> perfect. Well, thank you, Steve. Uh, we will wrap it up there. Uh, yeah, like I said, email show, podcast at gmail.com. New episodes every Thursday. Share the podcast with a friend. The show has ended. Be gone.